It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your new sports, business, traffic, and weather, and here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. The suspected shooter in the Highland Park mass shooting legally bought five weapons, although police were called to rob out Cremo III's home twice in 2019 for threats of violence and suicide. The U.S. on pace to set a new record for mass shootings in 2022. An aide to New York City Mayor Adams robbed at gunpoint as he was scouting a location for an appearance by his honor. Boris Johnson is on the verge of being ousted as British Prime Minister following resignations and ongoing scandals. Reuters reporting oil President Biden released from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve was sent overseas to other countries, including China. The suspected Highland Park, Illinois shooter now officially charged with seven counts of first-degree murder. Meanwhile, the death toll has climbed to seven. At least 31 others hurt during Monday's shooting during a July 4th parade in Highland Park, Illinois. The suspected shooter, 22-year-old Robert Bobby Cremo, legally bought five weapons, including two high-powered rifles. Although police were called to his home twice in 2019 for threats of violence and suicide, police say Cremo III allegedly fired more than 70 rounds from a high-powered rifle. State Attorney Eric Reinhardt. As we go forward in the courtroom and in the community, we must do everything we can to make sure the horror that marked these streets, that echoed from these buildings, never happens again. Police say Cremo evaded initial capture by dressing as a woman and blending into the crowd in previous encounters with police. Cremo reportedly threatened to kill himself in one incident. In another, he threatened to kill his family with a collection of knives that were confiscated by police. According to the National Gun Archive, so far in 2022, there have been 308 mass shootings as of July 4th across the United States. Mass shootings this year are on track to approach the 692 recorded in 2021, which was the highest figure since the Gun Violence Archive began tracking shootings in 2014. It's happening in every demographic group you can imagine, where you have large increases in people buying guns, because if they can't have faith that their local police department that's been defunded uh, can arrive quickly, or if the DA is going to let the criminal out, they're their only line of defense. So people are buying guns more to defend themselves against crime. But crime is out of control in a lot of big cities. That's Republican Congressman Steve Scalise of New York. Some 10,072 people nationwide have died due to firearms, including intentional and accidental killings, but not suicides so far in 2022, according to the Gun Violence Archive. This year's overall figure could near 2021's 20,944 deaths, a seven-year high, and exceed 2020's 19,518 deaths if the current pace continues. 
As crime surges here in New York City, one of Mayor Eric Adams' aides was mugged in broad daylight Tuesday while scouting a location in Brooklyn for a planned visit by the mayor. A suspect displayed a weapon in his belt. The incident was confirmed by Brooklyn DA Eric Gonzalez on Cats at Night, hosted by 77 WABC owner and operator John Casamitidis. A uh, appears to be a you know a display of a handgun involved, and um, the person was targeted and pushed to the ground, and the, a, a gun was visible to him in the person's waistband, and they uh, took his cell phone and his wallet. The City Hall employee identified as 33-year-old Christopher Baugh. He refused to turn over his wallet and cell phone initially, pushed to the ground. The suspects then grabbed Baugh's cell and wallet as he was on the ground and fled. At least one man fled on a city bike. As of June 26, major crimes across the five boroughs were up 37.8% so far this year compared to the same period in 2021. Boris Johnson could be ousted as British Prime Minister. Two of Britain's most senior cabinet ministers have quit in a move that could spell the end of Johnson's leadership after months of scandals. Treasury Chief of Richie Sunak and Health Secretary Saheed Javid resigned within minutes of each other Tuesday. Both were seen as possible leadership contenders within the Conservative Party if Johnson is forced out. Former parliamentary member Ann Widcombe told the BBC. I think it's now going to be immensely difficult for him to survive. Um, you know, he's lost two very senior figures. Uh, it looks uh, a weak position to be in. And the two departures, a huge blow to the prime minister because they were in charge of two of the biggest issues facing Britain, the cost of living and the aftermath of the COVID-19 viral pandemic. Millions of barrels of oil President Joe Biden released from the United States Strategic Petroleum Reserve are not benefiting the United States. Instead, the oil's been shipped to European and Asian nations, including China, according to a Tuesday report from Reuters. Patrick Tahan of Gas Buddy spoke with the 77 WABC Early News. This comes as U.S. oil production at 11.6 million barrels per day is 1.4 million barrels per day short of pre-pandemic production. We have struggled to see that go up as supply chains have held back additional oil supplies. There are myriad challenges when it comes to drilling right now, manpower challenges, a shortage of steel, many different things that go into drilling that are simply unavailable. Uh, and that has held back U.S. oil supply. The shortfall is a major factor that led to the run-up of oil and gasoline prices over the past year. The national average of gas in the U.S. currently 480 per gallon, according to AAA, with the national average temporarily surpassing 5 bucks a gallon last month. Your forecast from the Ramsey Monster Weather Center, mostly sunny skies today, our highs 84, the overnight low 73, mostly cloudy day tomorrow with a high of 76. There's a 20% chance of showers after 2 p.m. tomorrow. Right now, 73 degrees, partly cloudy skies here in the Big Apple. So sorry for what y'all experienced and the pain, the suffering. Um, this should never have happened. Vice President Kamala Harris there making an unscheduled visit to Highland Park, Illinois, in the wake of Monday's mass shooting, which left seven dead. Harris spoke near where suspected shooter Robert Cremo III allegedly shot and killed seven people and injured dozens of others. 
Reporters asked President Joe Biden if he will also visit Illinois. All right, Biden unsure there if he'll be making a visit to Illinois. Cremo, meanwhile, charged with seven counts of first-degree murder. An Atlanta area special grand jury investigating former President Donald Trump's attempts to overturn the 2020 election in Georgia has now subpoenaed a handful of key Trump allies, and among them, former Trump attorney and 77 WABC host Rudy Giuliani, and South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham, according to court filings. The subpoenas were also issued to a handful of the Trump campaign's former legal advisors, including John Eastman, Gina Ellis, Cleta Mitchell, and Kenneth Chesbro. House Select Committee Vice Chair Liz Cheney has called Trump a domestic threat. That at this moment, we are confronting a domestic threat that we have never faced before. And that is a former president who is attempting to unravel the foundations of our constitutional republic. The latest round of subpoenas marks a new phase as the grand jury seeks testimony from witnesses who were members of Trump's inner circle. Fulton County DA Fannie Willis has been leading the investigation, digging into Trump's actions in Georgia. Willis has been investigating potential crimes, including solicitation of election fraud, making false statements, conspiracy, things like racketeering and threats related to election administration. A Mississippi judge has rejected a request by the state's only abortion clinic to temporarily block a state law that would ban most abortions there. Judge Deborah K. Halford rejected the request Tuesday. Attorneys argued over abortion laws in three southern states in response to the U.S. Supreme Court ruling that gave states the power to limit or outlaw the termination of pregnancies. It's going to be up to, this, to the chancery judge from Franklin County. He's been appointed and heard the case today. And then I imagine... It's going to end up in front of the Mississippi Supreme Court before too long. That's Mississippi abortion clinic attorney Rob McDuff there following the court ruling in elsewhere. Florida's new 15-week abortion ban was blocked but then quickly reinstated yesterday. In Louisiana, the state attorney general has asked the state Supreme Court to allow enforcement of a ban on most abortions. White supremacists marched through the streets of Boston over the weekend. The FBI is among the groups investigating Saturday's march by Patriot Front. A clash broke out, but no arrests were made. And Boston Mayor Michelle Wu told reporters there was no advance intelligence about this demonstration. We know these threats are continuing to escalate across the country and that Boston must be the leading light in how we are acting in a coordinated way. People called 911 Saturday to alert law enforcement to the surprise demonstration by Patriot Front. White supremacists marched through the city's streets, waving flags and banners, and allegedly attacked a black man. The group has recently made appearances across the country with more than two dozen members arrested last month in Idaho when they allegedly targeted a pride festival. The U.S. Justice Department has filed suit against Arizona, challenging its recently enacted voting law that requires proof of citizenship in order to vote in presidential elections. The lawsuit contends that certain restrictions in Arizona's House Bill 2492 directly violate Section 6 of the National Voter Registration Act and Section 101 of the Civil Rights Act. Governor Doug Ducey signed the bill into law back on March 30th. Here's Arizona From State 20, Representative Jake Hoffman. 2018 election to then the 2020 election, we saw uh, upwards of as many as an 8x increase in the number of federal-only ballots in the state of Arizona. Now, 
that's a, a concerning issue because the vast majority of those individuals have never provided documentary proof of citizenship uh, in order to vote in federal elections. The Supreme Court previously rejected an effort by Arizona in 2013 to require its residents to provide proof of citizenship in order to participate in federal elections. Former President Donald Trump Tuesday warned against removing the tariffs on China that he put in place. Trump warning the potential Biden administration move would be the greatest gift that China could ever receive. President Joe Biden said in May he was considering lifting the tariffs. Former Trump trade advisor Peter Navarro talked about it on Newsmax. What is Joe Biden's solution to inflation, Eric? He wants to get rid of the Trump tariffs. Hey, we worked really hard to put those tariffs on China because they screw us. The Trump administration imposed the tariffs as part of an America first economic plan. Pennsylvania Senate nominee Mehmet Oz, Dr. Oz, said that Philadelphia Mayor Jim Kennedy, a Democrat, Democratic liberal, should resign after the mayor said he was looking forward to his term being over with so he didn't have to deal with gun violence any longer. Here's what Mayor Kenny said. Everything we have in the city uh, at, over the last seven years, I worry about. I don't enjoy Fourth of July. I don't enjoy the, the, the Democratic National Convention. I don't enjoy the, the uh, um, uh, NFL draft. I'm waiting for something bad to happen all the time. So it's, I'll be happy when I'm not here, when I'm not mayor, and I can enjoy some stuff. You're looking forward to not being mayor? Yeah, that's a matter of fact. Oz decried Kenny's radical far-left policies as well on criminal justice reform that Oz argues are causing homicide rates to increase in the mayor's town. 77 WABC time check 515. That's time for Justin Ellick with a look at sports. Yes, it is, Deb. I am Justin Ellick here with the early news sports update. A rough showing from our New York baseball clubs as both the Mets and Yankees fell in their respective contests yesterday. The Mets had a lot to look forward to heading into their matchup in Cincinnati with the Reds as Max Scherzer was set to make his first start with the big club after seven weeks on the I.L., Mad Max needed no time to settle back into his groove as the right-hander shoved six stellar innings, a two-hit ball for New York, bringing up a season-high 11 Reds batters in the process. It was a lack of run support for Scherzer that nipped the Metropolitans in the behind as they got shut out on the evening by a smorgasbord of Cincinnati arms. This game was actually knotted at zilch heading into the bottom of the, bottom of the ninth before Mike Moustakis sent a fly ball to center that gave the home fans something to smile about on the way out. Two and one now to Moustakis. And a curveball drilled to center field. That's going to win it for the Reds. Nimmo makes the catch. Pham will walk on in with the winning run. And Cincinnati wins it one to nothing. That call courtesy of a somber Gary Cohen in SNY. One to nothing is your final from Cincy as the Mets will try and salvage the series tonight at 6.40 p.m. with the left arm of David Peterson on the bump going up against the Reds' Graham Ashcraft. As for the gentlemen in pinstripes, well, they dropped one to the lowly Pirates in Pittsburgh. Find a spotty homecoming performance from Jamison Tyone. The big right-hander struggled against his former team, allowing five runs on six six hits over over five and a third innings of work. Yankees fans were waiting all were waiting around all night for the bomber bats to roar back, but the grit we're used to was nowhere to be found as the Yanks fall five to two in the series opener. Tune in tonight at seven oh five p.m. Eastern time for the finale of the brief two-game set between the Yankees and Pirates. Luis Severino is primed to take the hill against Pittsburgh's Mitch Keller. For more sports content, follow 77 WABC Sports on Instagram and Twitter. And here are the early news sports update. I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. Thanks, Justin. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Mostly sunny day today, our high 84, the overnight low 73. Mostly cloudy tomorrow, the high 76 with a 20% chance of showers after 2 p.m. right now. 
73, partly cloudy skies here in the Big Apple. Frank Morano standing by with your business report. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. The opening bell rings this morning after a rally in tech stocks helped Wall Street end mostly higher on Tuesday. The Nasdaq climbed nearly 200 points after starting the day sharply lower on recession worries. The Dow Jones Industrial Average lost 129 points. The S&P added six points. And the Nasdaq gained 194 points. Energy stocks were among the big losers as U.S. oil prices dropped below $100 a barrel. Shares of oil giant Chevron fell more than 2.5%. Ford shares fell 1% after its second quarter sales rose more slowly than expected. Ben & Jerry's is suing parent company Unilever to block the sale of its Israeli business to a licensee. In a complaint filed in U.S. District Court in Manhattan on Tuesday, Ben & Jerry's said Unilever's decision to sell the business in Israel last week was done without the approval of Ben & Jerry's independent board of directors. Ben & Jerry said last year it would no longer sell its products in Jewish settlements in the West Bank and parts of East Jerusalem. The average car is getting less affordable for the average person, with typical monthly payments hitting all-time highs. According to a report by Cox Automotive and Moody's Analytics, the affordability of new vehicles continued to climb in May for the fourth month in a row, with monthly car payments averaging $712 per month. Consumer price index data from May showed that over the previous 12 months, New car prices have gone up 12.6%. Elon Musk's Tesla no longer reigns as the world's largest electric vehicle producer. The company is now in second place behind China-based BYD, an auto giant backed by Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway company, which outsold it in the first six months of the year. BYD saw a 315% jump in sales from last year. It sold 640,000 electric vehicles, while Tesla delivered 560. I'm Frank Moreno with your business report on 77 WABC. I'll be back at 1 a.m. on the other side of midnight. Thanks, Frank. Looking at futures, the down the red down 90 points at 30,846. S&P 500 has fallen 12 and a quarter points. The NASDAQ down 36 and three quarter points. Gold's up 90 cents an ounce. Silver up uh, just a fraction of a cent. Crude oil up 61 cents a barrel at $100.11. It's the WABC Early News. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. More than 50 people were shot in the Big Apple over the July 4th weekend, including 21 gun violence victims on Independence Day alone. The count of 52 shooting victims between Friday through Monday marked a 62.5% increase over the same time period last year. By comparison, there were 13 people shot on July 4th, 2021, compared to the 21 shot Monday. New York City Mayor Eric Adams spoke in Queens yesterday afternoon. Crime is the number one issue on uh, New Yorkers mind right now. You know, regardless of all the good stuff we're doing, until we get crime under control, uh, New Yorkers are going to feel we're not making progress, which we are. There were 13 people shot July 4th last year compared to the 21 shot Monday. Nine people were shot on Sunday alone, compared to five on the same date last year. Saturday's victims of gunfire totaled 16, double the number shot that day in 21, and six people were shot Friday, the same number as last year. A fight over a bag of chips led to the fatal stabbing of a suspect at a Hamilton Heights grocery store on Broadway. Now the worker charged with murder. Surveillance video captures the moment a worker pulls out a large knife, fatally injuring this customer, 37-year-old Austin Simon. He was pronounced dead at Harlem Hospital. 
Police say Simon charged into the grocery after a woman with a child stormed out because she didn't have enough money to pay for the bag of chips. Police say the grocery worker identified as 51-year-old Jose Alba was arrested. He's charged with murder and criminal possession of a weapon. Alba was being held on Rikers Island in lieu of a quarter million dollars bail yesterday. He's due back in Manhattan court on Thursday. A man sleeping was fatally stabbed to death at Hudson River Park. This happened around 4.40 a.m. Tuesday in the West Village at West Street and Christopher Street. Police found a 34-year-old man with a stab wound to the torso, and EMS responded and transported him to New York City Health and Hospital Bellevue, where he was pronounced deceased. Police don't know why this individual was targeted. There are no arrests, and the investigation is ongoing. A Long Island lifeguard bitten by a shark during a training exercise at Smith Point Beach says he's grateful he survived that attack. The 33-year-old lifeguard's name is Zachary Gallo, and he told CBS New York he felt a sudden sharp pain around 10.15 Sunday morning during a training exercise with other lifeguards. And as soon as he felt the texture of what bit him, he says he immediately knew it was a shark and hit the estimated five-foot shark three times in an effort to escape, as he's trained to do. Following the third hit, the shark turned around and its tail hit him in the chest, according to Gallo. A couple stitches, they cleaned it up, they took x-rays, made sure there wasn't any tooth particles or anything like that, and they cleaned it up. And, uh, yeah, you know, our beach has been open since 1959, and I'm the first lifeguard to get bit by a shark there. Gallo was bitten in the chest and hand. He received some stitches and was treated and released from Southside Hospital. I'm a lifeguard for about 10 years. Gallo is currently recovering at home. The attack believed to be the first at Smith Point Beach since its launch in the 1950s. Those beaches have reopened. Well, New Jersey enacted a slew of new gun laws Tuesday. The deadly July 4th Highland Park, Illinois parade shooting fresh on the minds of those gathered for the signing ceremony. The signing of this new gun legislation is New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy's third such gun control package since taking office. Murphy compared the restrictions to baseball, saying every little bit helps. All of that may not move the needle all the way to batting a 1,000, but it improves our batting average. And that's what we are all in this to do. Under the law, live fire training is now mandated to obtain a gun license. And 50 caliber weapons are outlawed. And those moving to New Jersey from out of state with firearms must now register them in New Jersey. Ammunition sales must be tracked and micro-stamped to make it easier to sue gun manufacturers over their marketing as well as trace those weapons. A $50,000 reward being offered for information leading to the recovery of a rare church artifact which was stolen from a Brooklyn church. The Diocese of Brooklyn has announced that $50,000 reward for information leading to the return of the tabernacle from St. Augustine Roman Catholic Church in Park Slope. It was stolen over the Memorial Day weekend, and this tabernacle has been part of that church since it was built in the late 1800s. It is worth roughly $2 million. Well, two faith leaders, a Catholic nun and a Greek Orthodox Christian priest, will receive the Presidential Medal of Freedom. The medal is the highest civilian honor in the United States. These new recipients are Sister Simone Campbell. She's former executive director of the Lobbying Group Network. She's known for spearheading the nuns on the bus movement. The Reverend Alexander Karlutsis is the former vicar general of the Greek Orthodox Archdiocese of America. 
And the White House says they will be among 17 Americans recognized in a ceremony at the White House that's planned for July 7th. The Presidential Medal of Freedom is given to individuals who have made exemplary contributions to the prosperity values or security of the United States, world peace, or other significant societal public or private endeavors, according to the White House announcement. Looking at your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center, mostly sunny skies today, our highs 84, and overnight partly cloudy skies, a low down to 73, mostly cloudy day tomorrow with a high of 76. There's a 20% chance of showers after 2 p.m. Thursday, and right now we have 73 degrees, partly cloudy skies here on the Big Apple. Well, wine lovers, this one is for you. A new study claims that when it comes to white wine, you should avoid varieties that come in clear bottles. Why, you ask? Well, researchers from the University of Trento, Trento, found that wines stored in transparent vessels, which are actually known in the industry as flint glass, can react with light to develop nasty aromas, including boiled cabbage and wet dogs. So you want to avoid those in this study. This team of researchers is set out to understand just how light influences the taste and aroma of white wine. So avoid those clear bottles. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.